What's poppin' everybody? This is Logan Murdoch, and I'm here with my co-host for the Real Ones Podcast on the Ringer NBA show, the incomparable, the realist, the man who invented the pregame Red Bull snow cone, Raja Bell. Thank you, Logan. You're far too kind, sir. Did you know that the Ringer NBA show feed now has six podcasts a week? Six. Every Sunday, Big Waz has a different guest from the NBA world on weekends with Waz. And you can find me and Raja every Monday and Thursday on Real Ones, where we cover all the most interesting NBA storylines. On Tuesdays, J. Kyle Mann and Jonathan Charks discuss up-and-coming talent in college basketball and the NBA. And on Wednesdays, you can hear Justin Barrier, Rob Mahoney, and Big Waz discuss any and everything going on in the world of hoops. Man, and on Friday, Chris Ryan and Searich Sohi ask the big questions on the answer so head over to the ringer nba shows spotify page and take a listen there's so much to dive into and while you're there just go ahead and give us a follow too the hargan women seem to have it all we were blessed my mom was amazing but detectives would soon discover inside the house there were the bodies of two women a story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Shut off the music. Shut I, I, I was in a decent mood today. I've been introduced to our new producer, Mike. It's his first day on the show. Which she seems really great I don't so know far. what I did to Simmons. I was texting him. We had a good conversation this week. Oh, we, the and, people don't even know we have a third producer, though. They didn't know that. Leave the jokes to me. That's not a I was joke. talking to Simmons this week, thought things went pretty well, and then I get stuck with a producer who's a Yankees fan. <laughs> So, Mike, anything to say for yourself as a Yankees fan? If anybody was wondering what happened to Carlos, he was great, loved him. Uh, he was However, okay. our schedules did not work out, it turns out. But Mike, wh- Mike, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Wargon. Wargon. Mike, are you born and raised a Yankees fan? Is this like something you've been troubled with <laughs> since birth? Yeah, I'm from North Jersey. So, Mike, just let, let, let original Mike in. You know what? That's fine. I'm willing to Mike, overlook it. Join forces in your New anymore, England actually. sports love. Mike, would you agree that after 2004, this Red Sox-Yankees rivalry is dead? Oh, absolutely. The players are all friends now. Thank you. Okay. You know what, Mike? We're good. Wow. And we're... Hey. By the way, are we calling him Mike? Because now I'm getting confused. MW. MG. We're good. I'm, can I just call you Mike? Do I also have to change your name too? Don't ever speak to Mike Guys, again. Here's the thing. Stop what you're doing right now. You're listening to Sports Cards Nonsense with Geo and Sports oh Boy. Oh, God. You need to stop what you're doing and go and just do us a, a small solid. Go to your app store, whether that's iOS or Android, and download Card Shop Live. Oh, by the way, we're trending. That is an to- app. Yep, we are trending. The new app we just built. That has been created, and it is all about sports cards. Uh, it's about buying, selling, co- but also community. And it's also where we're going to be doing content, including this Friday and Saturday with giveaways. Please get on there if you want to just hang out with us, because that's pretty much all we're going to be doing. I was told out. to say it's trending. So I was there you told go. to say trending. All right, that's enough of this positive crap. Here's my rant for the show. What positive? <laughs> One rant per show. No. Go ahead and mute your microphone. No. Last no. week, it was people making up their children. That's why they couldn't get boxes. I'm muting People you. being liars. I forget what the other. Oh, and saying that the hobby was ruined for such and such a reason, <laughs> even though the hobby is thriving. Tell us, Mike, today, what are you negative about today? Let me tell you the people I hate today. Oh, my God. People who do nothing but whine about breakers. Breakers <laughs> are ruining the hobby. Breaks Who's are t- saying this? You, you me, know what you're me, doing. This is manifest destiny. You are saying it into existence. No, I just pay attention to our social media, and I see what the comments are Two being people made. make a comment, Incorrect. and therefore it a, everyone It was does. a talking point, so just be quiet for a second. Oh, my God. Breaking is ruining it. It is driving up the pricing. It is unbelievable. It's the worst thing that's ever ho- happened to the hobby. Let, let me just break this down. A few things that are just totally asinine about this statement. First of all, box prices have gotten high because the market is hot because the single side is high. 
When single pricing goes up, boxes follow. When single prices drop, box prices drop. But because there's been a sustained crazy high price on boxes for the past, call it three years roughly, breaking has absolutely exploded because people needed a cheaper way to buy into product that they still wanted to rip. Hey, I can't go out and buy a $2,500 immaculate football box, even though I love the product, but I can go buy the Chicago Bears there for $400. Or, hey, I can't get into this product this year, Bowman, even though I love Bowman because this year the Rays have two awesome prospects and I just can't afford to get in. I I can't buy the box because the, the prospect is driving the price up. Great. Go just buy the team or a random spot and take a shot for much, much cheaper. I would actually contend breaking has been overall great for the hobby and great for the spend. Now, that does not mean that there are not plenty of useless people in the breaking space, just like anywhere else. I would tell you, shop around, find people who price things competitively, and avoid these guys who are just full-out, nonstop retail breakers. Just stick with quality community hobby breakers. But as a whole, breakers are not bad for the hobby. That is a dumb thought. It's something I keep reading this week. There's no place for it. I cannot wait to talk about positive things. Jesse, run it down. What is that? It's crickets. I didn't tell a joke, though. I don't know why that plays. Because okay, another rant. Here's the thing. You Bad can say sound things. Effects. You can make comments in a positive way. I don't know if you knew that. You I don't could want say to. it. Just run, do the rundown. I didn't want to. That was my rant. All right. Whatever. I like you to do what? my rant. I enjoy it. Wait. Say one more thing. Say it. Say just anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. And the rundown. Um, I, I would have to think Mike has been on this show for four minutes. Mike, honestly, have you ever listened to us before? I'm guessing no, right? You're That's not okay a sports not. card guy. No. No. Is this the biggest train wreck of a podcast you've ever? <laughs> like, at some point, you must have. I would have to think over the last five minutes, you're like, you know, things were going pretty good with the ringer. What, what, did, what did I, I do, do to be subjected to these two morons in a studio together? No. Has that thought crossed your mind? Yeah, yet? I guarantee it hasn't. Go ahead, Mike. Say your answer. Hasn't crossed my mind. Loving it. See? Look at that. He knows. I, he like, sees Mike. I like Mike more than Ronick. I like Mike more than Carlos. I like him a lot more than Corey. So we're good. You just badmouth every other I producer. Badmouth anybody. This I just said he's the best. Okay, here we go. All right. So we'll hit him with the rundown. And it's not going to be a big rundown because we're talking NBA playoffs and we're talking Ariel Hawani from uh, The Ringer himself. The a UFC massive man. grade reveal. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. We are going to do a massive grade reveal. Um, and of course, mailbag to. And as I'm trying to think the timing, we only have five minutes to do NBA playoffs. Um, Let me bang just, up my grade reveal then. We'll do that, and then we'll do a little NBA playoff after Hawani. Deal. Deal. Yep. Go. So we just left Nash cards. We got a big couple of big SGC orders back, which was nice. Uh, timing was was brutal on some of them, quite frankly. The biggest card back for sure. We got those UFC white sparkle packs when we were in Vegas for the Mint Collective show. Which Now, Jesse is not thrilled with his, but I would tell you this. He got the Kevin Holland rookie that came back in SGC 10. I bet it's worth two to three hundred bucks. It's Not cool. the worst thing in the world. It's cool. I got a Nate Diaz that came back a nine, probably worth a hundred. I'm gonna guess seventy five to hundred. Oh no! The big one though, I got the Crusade White Sparkle. It is the base one, by the way. I oh. was I was looking at the. Uh, <gasps> optic one. It's not worth as much as you thought. No, just the opposite, oh. which is good. This came back a ten as well. I think that's a. I'm gonna guess that's three to five thousand. Like, there's not a ton of comps on stuff like that. He's got his prism. Um, super happy about that. That's obviously a big card. Uh, go ahead. No, please. I have no no comment. Why can't you be happy? For I me? am. Don't you dare! I am so happy for you. No, oh, we also dropped off like fifty cards from our Marvel rip. Dude, Those are all going SGC. I'm excited about that. I'm so pumped. I am it's very, gonna be hard to sell. I, see, I don't think it is actually. I think no, no, no. I mean, just from a personal like, I oh, actually care about them. these. Yeah. Buy me out. There you go. Uh, I, I subbed a bunch of Nick York refractors. Those are just a hold. I don't really care about those. For, for, so for some relevant basketball stuff, got back a Desmond Bain. Clearly off, uh, clearly Don Russ. It's a gold. Came back a 9.5, which is a super tough grade. Clearly Don Russ. The surfaces are so garbage. I was actually pumped to get that back. Not a big card, but Desmond Bain's a baller. Mosaic killed us. I mean, Mosaic. All of our Mosaic came back a 9. So we got a James Harden. Uh, red and yellow fusion that's numbered to 88 came back a nine. The big one though was the choice black gold. It's numbered to eight. If that were an, a 10, I think it'd be a few hundred bucks. Came back a nine. And then the Giannis to 88 came back a nine as well. Eh, not great. Meh. One card I dug out of a dollar, but I was buying Robert Williams years ago, just on a chance. Mm-hmm. This is why I tell guys, like if you have a feeling about a player, throw like 
50 bucks at it and just throw them in a box and forget about it. So I had talked about this card a couple months ago. Robert Williams obviously was came out with no hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quiet, got injured early, just didn't really fit in with the Celtics. Now he's playing, I mean, he had an unbelievable defensive year this year. Uh, playing really good against the Bucks as well. So I've got his 2018 blue pr- uh, blue ice prism. So it's numbered to 99, came back in SGC9. The cool thing is the most recent sales are PSA 9s from the beginning of April when he was still injured. Never mind now that he's back actually playing playoff basketball. I'm going to say it's like 300 bucks, maybe? Somewhere in that range? That's not bad. Um, again, bad timing on us. Evan Mobley, we just got back the Orange Elite, came back in SGC10. This one worked out well, though. This card's doing like 125 on average raw. This is ours, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to guess. So it costs us 23 bucks to grade. Again, it, I think it takes from 125. I'm going to guess it's a full double up, probably about 250 bucks. So the SGC grade there was well worth it. Oh, 100%. And we got it back quicker. At least we're still in season. Um, then we got back our two orders. It, when we sent these away to when we got them back, how long was it? Oh, 20 days, oh. 22 days. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely yeah. worth it. Uh, then we got, we did finally get back to all of our cards. Again, from uh, Capital Nonsense, Mosaic killed us. We got beat on all the Mosaic. The Brady Silver came back in 9-5. Is Mosaic historically a harder one to grade? Surfaces are tough. Oh. The one that came back nice, it'll be a hold till the season. The Silver Trey Lance came back in Mosaic. Uh, a, a, an SGC-10. So that one's good. And then talk about just wrong grades, wrong time. We got back our mosaic fast break from our basketball break. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan. I mean, who cares about him at this point? Yeah. It's the purple number to 50. It came back at 10. It's probably a $100 card, maybe a little more, but I mean, he just got the crap kicked out of him by the Bucks. This was the one I was really hopeful for. The fast break variation rookie of Tyrese Maxey. He's playing really well. The timing would have been perfect right now to sell before they get eliminated, but it came back an 8.5. That's what you call yuck. Well, you know, I think we can all say we had fun doing it, though, right? It felt nice. I'm just trying to put a positive spin, bro. It's so hard with me. I'm the hurtful. only one. I'm the only. I, it's okay. Um, before we get Hawani in here, one other thing. NFL-wise, we did just put up our YouTube video for the week. Uh, a little bit of a throwback to a couple months ago when we had some of the stars of the NFL draft. Uh, we got a chance to interview them. Uh, we had Aiden Hutchinson, Matt Corral, and uh, Garrett Wilson. Yep. So the number two pick, Aiden. Again, defensive guy, but he is at least an edge rusher. So if he comes out and has a really good season for the Lions, maybe we get some of that Chase Young effect. You know, and maybe this is a year, as we've talked about, that we start seeing a little bit of the shift go from just quarterbacks for the hobby to kind of other positions. And then Garrett Wilson, they're saying, is going to, I mean, should should be an awesome weapon for Zach Wilson, at least, which we pulled that Zach Wilson card from NT the other day. Oh, yeah. It's actually a big card. I mean, maybe he has a big season there, too. But check out the interviews. They were fun because actually it's uh, not just like one long interview. It's just kind of cut up, uh, makes it a little more entertaining. And they actually talked about the cards that they collected when they were young. And we ripped some packs with them. So, and there may or may not be a sports boy auto in there. <laughs> Don't like to brag about it. Um, I have a yeah. couple picks from phones and while we're waiting on Ariel. I just noticed the eBay thing. I know they've been up in their um, purchase price for like cards that they're going to review through that CSG thing. I didn't realize this past week they're actually reviewing graded cards now. So now PSA cards that are over $2,000 graded by PSA are still going through this authentication process. Wait. That seems ludicrous to yeah, me. Yeah, that's... I, I don't like it, but that's They're okay. doubling down. Okay. Anyways. Uh, well, sorry, guys. We got distracted because our guest, the man, the myth, the legend... Errol Hawani has man, just joined us. Man, the myth. Yeah, hello. hello, Mr. Hawani. How are you, sir? What's happening, guys? Man, I love your background over there. You look like a learned doctor. I am. Like uh, the bookstore? Yeah, man, that's cool. How are you? How many do you think I've read of these? Oh, God. Two. I want to say all of them. All of them. No, You're right. No. no way. Have you really? Yeah. What is Dude, happening here? Here's the what? thing. Do you not think that I'm the, the, the kind of guy that would read this many books? Actually, Dude, we, no, opened, after, after, we opened, <laughs> hang on, we open baseball cards for a living. Like, literally, that's our full-time job. This guy's in here drinking tea out of a, out of a wooden crate. That was crate, coconut water. Coconut, coconut water, water out of a, out of a, and he's got a library behind him that I couldn't pronounce the names of. Um, I know, I've seen a couple of your interviews. I actually do kind of believe it. Wait. <gasps> he tricked us, bro. Ariel Hawani is tricking us. It's not a real background. I don't hate him as much now. I'll tell you that. So, Why are you guys live right now? Yeah, this is all in. We're gonna cut it up. It's not live. We can cut. Oh, this whole like thing I didn't, I didn't you, know if I was walking right into. Uh, you walked right. Uh, Jesse normally doesn't do that. He just took off with it today. So. No, I, th- I think this is good. Let's just keep it in. I love it. I know. I love yeah. this. This is great. Um, so Errol Hawani, tell us a little bit about why you are the UFC guy. 
Why am I the UFC guy? I don't know if I am the UFC guy, to be honest. Well, I think Dana White I think you would are. claim otherwise. Um, I've been covering uh, MMA for a while. I guess since 2001, uh, I had a radio show at Syracuse University. I was a student there. I, I went there uh, in September of 2001 to study broadcast journalism. And when I got there, I realized that everyone wanted to be the same thing. Everyone wanted to be the next... Marv Albert, Bob Costas, like, like I did. Mm -hmm. And there was this sport called mixed martial arts that I was a fan of. I was also a fan of boxing and pro wrestling. And, uh, I said, you know what? I feel like in 10 years, this sport is going to be mainstream. And I feel like there's going to be some executive in some office who's going to say like, I know nothing about this sport, but who is the guy? Show me who the guy is. And I want to be that guy. And so from then I just kind of had this dream of, trying to cover the sport in a professional way and in an honest way and shine a light on how great it is and how much fun it is. And it's rare to kind of attach yourself to a sport that was in its infancy at that point. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of went down that path and amazingly it's been uh, almost 21 years. 21 years. Wow. So that's a good question. Do you think you are still in the infancy of this sport or have we matured? Are we toddlers now? What would you say? Yeah, I think that's more accurate. You know, I, I've always compared like this era of MMA as far as the sport has come. Uh, they're actually going to uh, celebrate next November. So November of 2023, their 30th uh, anniversary. It, we're still in the leather helmet days. If oh, you get wow. the analogy of, yeah. of MMA. Do you get right? football? Yes. Okay. Just as George sports, Clooney. I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah, but there's he, a movie. That's how I knew. That's so. how yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we're still <laughs> in that period. Like, there's still a lot of things that the fighters don't have. I mean, boxing, this is a hot topic right now. Like, what the boxers are getting paid as opposed to the MMA fighters and, and oh, their yeah. freedom. All that stuff. So uh, I still feel like we're, you know, toddler would be a great analogy. We're not quite, you know, we're not in middle school just yet. So can we ask a non UFC question or maybe it Please. is I was uh, hoping pertinent to UFC. this whole inter I was I, I mean I was I <laughs> You're was only here for the cards. I want to talk about cards. I have a long rich history with cards. I I mean do do you want to hear my stories about that, cards well, or do that's you want to exactly talk about the same question. old same old? No, no, no. Cut out everything UFC. Yeah. Mike, we don't even want to hear no any cares of that. cares about this nonsense. Ariel, please tell us nonsense is why you're here. Tell <laughs> us about your card history. Well, first of all, huge card collector when I was a kid. Um Big into and how baseball. old are you, by the way? Just oh, so I'm uh, 39. Oh, okay. okay. So we're, we're both 30, 35, 36. All right, so okay. same. Okay, cool. I uh, grew up in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I uh, used to go to a place called Sports Card Coliseum on DeCarry, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, I used to hang out there. You guys know? You, you guys know Montreal? I'm just shocked. I, I'll be honest with you. I've heard of Canada. The okay. <laughs> the look here is just, I, did, I had no clue you were actually in the card space. Most of our guests, we I, is when I have to make this awkward tie, like you just do your thing with UFC and we'll tie it to cards. No, but no, no, This no, is no, perfect. No. You're taking I, the I, I want to come on here to talk about cards. And my... Well, we have a number of Canadian listeners too, so this is amazing because okay. we don't ever give them enough love. So yeah, They get plenty. And, <laughs> and uh I so I would I, I mean I was a huge baseball fan basketball fan so like Upper Deck Donruss um, Hoop um, uh, well I loved Upper Deck for baseball and basketball what was mm -hmm. the one a Skybox Skybox Fleer Panini I just got a home improvement Skybox in the mail today so that's pretty cool <laughs> Panini was more like the the stickers back in the day right uh, the sticker mm -hmm. books the hockey books and all that but what I would do is. Uh, so I was super into them. I would get boxes for my birthday. That's like all I wanted. And uh, my brother and I were big baseball fans. And so we signed up to a fan club um, at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal when the Expos were playing. And this fan club called the Desjardins Fan Club would allow you to go into the restaurant an hour before the doors would open um, and kind of hang out at the restaurant. Well, we didn't care about that. What we cared was getting autographs on our cards. So Smart. we would go into the, we would sign up, go to the restaurant, get a Coke, and then run down and always go to the visitor's side of, uh, you know, the field uh, over their dugout and would bring our big binder and get as many autographs as possible. So back home in Montreal, where my parents still live, I have multiple binders of not just cards that I've collected over the years. Uh, the main ones were basketball and uh, baseball, but also like a ton of autographs and memorabilia and stuff like that. I was huge into all of that stuff. So um, it's actually a random connection. Two of my favorite players of all time are Expos. But Pedro, of course, being yeah. a Boston guy, Pedro was my favorite. But even before he came, we knew like this kid is killing it. He yeah. just doesn't get any love because he's in Montreal. But 
Although he won a Cy Young there, I guess. He did one. He won a Cy, and then they traded him for freaking Carl Pavano and a bunch of balls. Joke. What a I, joke. I did. Pedro was like my guy growing up. I just loved yeah. him. And then and then Vlad Senior was just a tank. The man. Oh so, my god, I, I loved him. Loved him. I, I've just never seen somebody not wear batting gloves and not have any concept of what a strike is, but be a great hitter. Yeah, and now <laughs> his like son is killing it too. Vlad Junior. and yeah. Vlad Junior. is a good example of a guy who has totally taken the hobby by storm. Like as hot of a young player as there is in the entire game, he's Love on fire. So now that the card world has kind of grown in the last couple years, I'd say probably more exploded in the last year. What uh, have you gone back through your old cards? Have you seen if there's any value or anything like that? So I haven't done like the whole like rate my card thing and all that, which I probably should because I've got some really cool stuff. Like I have, you know, um, I'm sure I didn't keep all of them in the best of condition. They're in binders and those sheets and all that. But there, are, there's a few that I really like. I was my favorite athlete of all time is Patrick Ewing. My pride oh, and cool. joy was a Patrick Ewing rookie card that I had. I think Space it was Jam. a Fleer. Um, from 85. So with Michael, yeah, 86 flare set with Jordan. Yeah, rookie. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I probably should do that sort of thing, but I've tried to, so I have three kids, two older boys, one's 10, one's eight. And I've tried to get them into it a little bit. Uh, there's actually a store that just opened up near us and I brought them in. I got them like one hockey pack, one uh, baseball pack, one football pack, etc. And they're slowly, but surely, uh, kind you know, it's a bit of a slow grind, but I love the fact that it's back and I think it's fascinating that it's back. And, uh, I get like, when I walked into the store with my son, I got this weird sense of nostalgia that just kind of yeah. washed over me. It's just so much fun. The possibilities, you look at the things out there, you see the, the you know, the, the little sets and, and, and the boxes and what's new and what's not. And I love everything. I, I mean, this place, sports card Coliseum, which is no longer around in Montreal. I would just spend the entire, I was one of those kids who would just spend the entire afternoon there and just bother the guy where like, how much is this one? How much is this one? Do you have this? What's this? So love that stuff. That so, is so cool. So I am curious. So like UFC as a sport, you said as a toddler, the UFC card market is yeah. like in the, in the belly still, like not even a <laughs> newborn. Even, it is, it is so but it brand is hot new. right now. Oh yeah, it is crazy because there's just so such a limited amount of stuff. But yeah. Panini's been like kind of at the front runner of that, like with NFT packs on the digital side, with the physical stuff. But we are finally seeing that stuff. Like you know, guys are starting to identify young talent, just like they are in baseball. Like who's the hot young prospect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vlad Junior. Cool. Let's buy him early. So uh, it's been interesting to see the sport grow in the card market the last. Honestly, probably like the last nine months. So with that, that's where we come to you, and we need you to tell our listeners. Who are the hot guys and who are the guys who you think are going to be hot? Because those are the guys they want to invest in. I have like, I've actually done some stuff for Panini. So like off to my right, I have a bunch of boxes of the, the, the ones from last year and whatnot. Oh, whoa. And I haven't even, um, like gone to, what, what do you call it? Like get them rated. Break. Oh, no, no, no. get them. Get, yeah. Getting them graded. Yep. Graded, yeah, so we've graded. got some here. I don't yeah, know if you yeah. see it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I so probably, I should do a better job of that. Like they're literally just, I open them all. But they're just sitting in the box. And this is 2020 product? Oh, no. Wait, one second. Let me get these. One second. Hey, we got to see this. Because I was going to say, because yeah. last year was the first year of prison. That's what I thought. This dude sitting He's on like a sitting on gold. Like yeah. gold. <laughs> it's worth like $75,000 with his fake books. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That's prism. Dude. So so that one box. Look up, look up 2020 prism real quick. Just a box of it. All right. So I got this one. I got a bunch of these. Um, the prisms. Yeah, yeah, so that's so again, huge box. That's twenty twenty. Do you know how much that box costs? I'm gonna like guess right they're fifteen hundred right now. That box is the de- debut edition. Co- well, the case costs fifty five hundred. So what? it's not. Oh, the actually, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The case costs fifty five hundred. I'm actually trying to find just an individual box. I have this, this one stuff. too. Select 2021. That, I mean, those are like two of the most. Because again, they don't have a million products for UFC like right. for baseball, but. Like there's some monster, monster cars. Like in that 2021, especially, I had never heard of this guy before. And Panini gave us some free packs as a promotion at an event we were at in Vegas. I, I pulled this dude. And of course, it's like anything else. The fewer yeah. there are, the more valuable. So I got this card. It's There's only 20 of them made. And I was like, oh, like we opened him live on the show. And we we're just like, I don't even know. I'm reading Greek here. I have no clue. Right. I was like, yeah, I got this guy, Kamazat. And I butchered the name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shemayev. <laughs> Shemayev, yeah. So I sent it into grade because I thought, why not? Well, this dude apparently is like, yeah, the hottest up and comer, a one of. Yeah. So I'm curious. Oh, oh, hang on. Let me make a correction. Yeah. I was I, looking at the uh, retail yeah, pricing, that, not that the hobby. Hot. The hobby box that you have right there. Twenty four hundred. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> the one of I have milk. is twenty four hundred. Yeah. And Let's select is probably. A what am I thousand. doing? 
Dude. That's what I'm saying. There's probably some monster cards in there that are worth I just a lot sell of money. Them to, I mean, what am I going to do with these cards? Ship them to us. We'll sell them for you. There okay. you go. Yeah, Free you charge. Could. You come on here. We'll take care of it. Um, but, uh, no, so but you probably just have Hamza. So honestly, so that we were joking here, like, oh, we'll be, get a hundred bucks. The select box is eleven hundred, by the way. Good gracious. Golly. Uh, the comms that I'm hoping to get like five grand for. Wow. Can you believe that? Five grand. I never. And then Jesse pulled a rookie. And he's two. not even sharing it. What a joke. Um, so I have never heard of this guy because again, I don't follow the sport a, a lot. Holland. Uh, Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. It's his rookie. What are your thoughts on this guy? What is Jesse sitting on here? So should I hold it, or is he going to get hotter, or is this like the peak? You think? So or, two and, years and, ago, can you say this without affecting your relationship? Because I know you have to go out and yeah, get yeah, interviews with these guys. So two years ago, uh, in 2020, the back end, you know, the first half of 2020 was obviously weird. But then when fights started again in May, between May of 2020 and December, he fought five times. So that's five times in seven months. Now, the record for most wins in a calendar year in the UFC is five. A couple guys went five and zero. Oh. He essentially did it in seven months. Went five and zero oh and beat some oh, really wow. good guys. So, twenty uh, twenty, he was actually my uh, breakout fighter of the year. Twenty twenty one, he took a bit of a step up in competition and lost a few big ones and didn't look particularly good. Kind of got exposed. His wrestling was uh, just not up to the top of the uh, middleweight divisions, you know, uh, caliber. And now, so that he was fighting at one hundred eighty five pounds. Earlier this year, he decided to drop down to 170 pounds. And in his 170-pound debut, he was successful. He won. He looked great. And now he has another fight coming up June 18th. So I would not... He is good. He is very good. Does he become a champion? Remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. But I would hold on to that. Like He is not a bust by any stretch. Oh, good. Because here's the other thing we've seen, too. It's just like any other... you know. uh, Because honestly, at this point, cards are a market. Um, like Chamayev, I actually just read this up. I was reading up because I saw like a crazy spike in his pricing. He just beat, um, is the guy's name Burns? Again, I'm ignorant. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. The amount of movement the next, that night during the event, like eBay sales, just, just the amount of the volume moving the pricing and then the next day after his victory, an insane spike in price. Really? That's so fast. Yeah, it just, it's just, it's like the equivalent of Giannis winning, you know, the, the championship last year. The day after the finals, his pricing just gets, just through the roof spikes. And it's such a small market still because so many guys just don't even are just are not it's like like you. They have boxes sitting around. It's kind of like it's new. What do I do with these things? It's kind of yeah, like a yeah, new yeah. thing. So and and it's not a traditional sport for that, right? Like we all kind of understand mm-hmm. baseball and basketball and football, but MMA has you know way back in the day maybe. And I have one of these actually lying around. Like Tops got involved mm-hmm. with UFC cards, and they never really caught on. Um, by the way. Are there any, my kids actually have a lot of WWE cards. Is there any value to those That's or no? That's so funny. It's funny you mentioned this. <laughs> Go to the Sports Cards Nonsense YouTube and watch our break of a box <laughs> oh, of yeah? WWE cards. So again, oh, check it out. <laughs> very, very similar to UFC. It is kind of like they had made it some, there were some brands in the past, yeah. but then Panini got involved this year and started making Prism. So that same box you have, the first box you showed, they released their first, this is the inaugural year of Prism WWE. And immediately the boxes went for over a thousand dollars. Wow. And the amount yeah. of value there, so like, like the up and comer there was Braun Brecker or whatever. The yeah. rookie. he's Braun like the big rookie, uh, Braun Breaker. Yeah. But then like the Hulk Hogan, the throwback legend, Andre the Giant, yeah, Andre, crazy money. We pulled Stone a Randy Cold, Orton yeah. card that ended up selling for about five hundred dollars. Insane value because it was the first time. It wasn't the first time cards were made, but it was the first time that a brand like Panini got involved and put in like the awesome looking cards, the cool effects, the parallels. So hey. yeah, those those WWE cards are. Again, wow. there's a, there's that's a interesting. super um, up-and-coming emerging market with those. And the fact that we also saw in the last few years, we saw F1 Prism do fantastic. Because Prism is kind of like the— Well, no, F- F1's top zone. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not F1 top, top zone. But I'm sorry. When you saw F1 come out with this uh, very first year, then when you saw UFC come out for the first thing, everyone assumed because those all did great, WWE was also going to do great. And it did. And it's still, I mean, it has dropped a little bit. It's now down to 900 yeah, a box, great. but oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, so what is the, what are the chances for you to give us a, maybe a, a sneak peek of guys that our listeners want to be keeping an eye out for? Oh yeah. Like people who are current stars or up and comers, up and comers, for example, anybody who jumps off the page on you in that regard. Yeah. Um, 
Take your well, notes right now. I'll kind of go. I'll kind of go through the divisions if I can. Uh, there's a guy at 135 pounds who just fought, who I think will fight for a belt at some point in the future. His name is Marlon Vera from Ecuador. Uh, Cheeto Vera, that's his nickname. Uh, really fun guy. Had a huge win this past weekend. Is on a winning streak as of late. I think he's really, really good. Um, there's another guy at 135 pounds named Marab Dawalishvili. He's from Georgia, the Republic of Georgia. Okay. Because uh, it doesn't sound like yeah, Atlanta-based. Yeah. Okay. Uh, D-V-A-L-I-S-H-V-I-L-I. Uh, Got he's it a really yep. good. Got it. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I'm saying no, 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 the Wally there's no W in there, but that's how you pronounce his name. Oh, gotcha. uh, he is, he is uh, really, really good. Uh, there's a guy at 125 pounds named Kai Kara France. Who Do I really they not like. eat 125 pounds? Yeah. What? Yeah, that's, man. That's a small guy. It's a little fat. Kai, Kai Kara, you said? Kai, K-A-I, Kara, K-A-R-A, France. He is from New Zealand. He's a teammate of Israel Adesanya, who you might have heard of. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, at, so that's at 125. I'll give you one in every weight class. They're not that awesome. many. How many weight classes uh, are there? Uh, I think there's eight men's and then three or four female. It is interesting, too, that when UFC product came out, they were putting... Didn't they have, like, the female uh, division in there, too? Oh, Amanda Nunez was yeah, one yeah. of the highest-selling product... Uh, one of the highest-selling athletes in the in the entire product. I just think that's cool, because the, most sports, you know, you know, it's divided up, like, women's league, men's league, but in these... I think when they put out those cards, they put out... Yeah, no, right, I mean, you can have cards... You can have, like, not cards, like, actual events uh, with 11 fights, and there's, like, you know eight men's fights, four women's fights. The women fight is the main event. It's all mixed. Yeah. Um, just gotcha. like it is in boxing at 145 pounds. I would say, look out for a guy named Bryce Mitchell from Arkansas. Uh, really good on the ground up and comer currently ranked ninth in the, uh, in the UFC's lightweight division at 155 pounds. I would say, look out for a guy named Rafael Faziv. Uh, he is from, um, He's from Kazakhstan, and he is really, really good as well. He has a big fight coming up this summer. Uh, you'll you'll notice a bit of a trend here uh, with the foreigners. At 170, Hamzad is the guy, the guy you just spoke of, but he might be there already. If you want someone under the radar, there's a guy named Shavkat Rachmanov, also of Kazakhstan. These dudes from Eastern Europe, um, are like some of them are just incredibly tough. Um the, the the Russians, the Kazakhs, the 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 Georgians, all these guys are incredibly tough. Uh, so that's at 170 pounds. Uh, hey, let me one... let me ask you one quick question there before we go to the next one. So, like a guy like Shemayev, yeah. Am I saying the last name right? But I hate yeah. to butcher. Okay. So, for example, he is super hot right now. Very yeah. expensive. I guess just in terms of like what is on the horizon for him, do you see him as a star that's going to continue to rise, or is it like, hey, he's kind of he's kind of plateaued here to a degree. Oh, no. So he's on the rise still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this has just begun. Okay. Uh, he just beat Gilbert Burns, who is ranked number two. And uh, his next fight is going to be a massive fight. And if he wins that fight, he is fighting for the belt. And there's a very good chance if and when he fights for the belt that he wins the belt. So his next fight could very well be against a guy named Nathan Diaz that you may have heard of. The Diaz I've brothers. i got his card. Nate Diaz right here. Yeah. There yeah, you go. I remember him. Yeah. Okay. You might have uh, a massive fight there. He might fight a guy named Colby Covington, who you might be yep. familiar with. Loudmouth. I know that. Yep. I know yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, he, he is in line for a gigantic fight next. And uh, regardless who of who the opponent is, he wins that fight. He's fighting for the belt. So, gotcha. So, even though he's high, he's high you're buying in high. Oh, there's yeah. a chance this he's guy's just stock scratching. just continues. He's, He's, he hasn't been in the UFC for two years, you know, so he's just scratching the surface. What about the McGregor guy? I need a, I need a preface. Connor? UFC is typically <laughs> not is not my sport. You can't, you can't be that clueless to call yeah, him there's the no, McGregor you don't know Con- Do you not know Connor? I just said his name, did I not? Yeah, but you he's know his first the McGregor name, right? guy. Like, you, you knew his first name, let's be honest. I was going to say Colin, but yeah, I was close. Really, oh, you really? Connor so, McGregor. Why the hell yeah, do you want me on this show if you, if you didn't this think is, his name is Colin McGregor? <laughs> I wanted to hear about your sports card collection, bro. Yeah, right. Come on, Ariel. You didn't talk about my sports card collection. Who forced, you, who forced you to have me on your show? <laughs> Nobody no, forced. I will tell you this, Ariel. This is why we have guys like you on, because we get questions every week. We have a huge social following because the card market's crazy, just blown up right now. And we yeah. get UFC stuff all the time. Just and because and, we don't know yeah, it us two doesn't dummy. mean that... Our audience doesn't want to hear yeah, about us it. Us two dummies aren't going to sit here and talk about <laughs> it. So, like, we got to get a guy who is an authority in this sport. 
to actually offer some guys. Otherwise, we're buying Colin Montgomery fights <laughs> in Gregor McConnors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. It gets ugly, man. It's not easy having a co-host like this. Let me just a just co-host kidding. like this. You don't know much more. I'm kidding. I don't know anything about. All it. right. So that being the case, hang on. Let him keep going. Yeah, I'm 170. sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trying. You want to keep going? I'm um, sorry. By the way, do you guys are you are, are is it the same um, crew here that does the Substack? Substack. Oh, I don't know what the, that is. there's a. I think there's a podcast. Is that what it is? The podcast Substack? Another Ringers podcast? No, there's a sports card, sports card nonsense newsletter. Oh yeah. yes, that's us. oh oh Substack the website. Yes, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. our that's that's newsletter. Wait a second, you guys don't even know like what Substack well, is, and you're on Substack. <laughs> we have a lot of people that work with us and for us, and I don't have any idea what that is. Wow. I barely know. Hey, if you would have said our newsletter, nonsense. I am the owner of the of the company. No, and you don't even know about how many people well, work you, for your company. No, we are split owners. You own two percent more than me. Take it wow. easy. No, Jeez. and Simmons Simmons heard our stuff random. Well, Chris Vernon, the Grizzlies guy, yeah. who's local to Memphis, he heard us on TikTok because we were just doing it independently, trying to spread the thing. Uh, what two years ago? Yeah. And then Simmons called, and that's how we got on the Ringer. And since then, it's everything that kind easy. of well. Since then, everything. Yeah, we're not getting picked up again. I can tell you that right now. Since then, all the other stuff. Wait, why kind of, not? Why not? Oh, I'm just He's, kidding. Bill, oh, Bill's actually come on like five that's times. His humor. That's Bill's his a big humor. card fan, so it works. Um, but everything kind of spread after that. Like all the socials grew, everything grew, and there was like a real calling, which I didn't know this was still a thing for newsletters. We just talked about this this morning. You were saying no one reads them, but I see obviously Ariel reads. So it. we had some guys reach out. Some of them are actually accomplished writers. Like well, both, hang on, both the Johns, yes, are actually very accomplished. Right, and they were like, "Hey, we just love the space. We would love to kind of spearhead this newsletter." And they've they've run with it. They do a great job. I just yeah. I'm, I just I'm I literally ignorant. just got an email while we were talking from Dude, Tamara Lane. That's our Wait. marketing agent. She works for the. So Tamara, we just hang, so, so we funny. just launched a a selling app. It's trending in the app store. Hey, yesterday it actually took off really well. Tamara Lane is our CMO. She's our chief marketing officer. Wow, you guys are crushing it! Like for here, it's all the front. We're going to be <laughs> on the from street. Far, you would think it's just like you know two jabrones just sitting <laughs> yeah, there opening so far, up so cards. Good. Meanwhile, yep. you're running like a multi-million dollar business here. So when are you getting on board, Ariel, is the real question. We got a big event this Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, so one of our first live event on the app is a is a watch-along party for the UFC. Panini donated a bunch of product, physical and digital. So we've got guys who are in that space, a couple of the influencers, to rip packs and just ha- have a hostess party. So that's why it was perfect timing with you coming on, because we figured we kind of engage the audience on the sport. I love it. That's yeah. tremendous. What a, um, what a nice synergy we've got going here. This is Even great, our yeah. back office is Even though you kind of bullied me into showing up. It's great. <laughs> that was an, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. That, that was deserved. Yeah. He, apparently <laughs> no. he was sick the first time. No. I don't know how valid that was. Sick. I he was, was sick. And then today he saying, didn't get a reminder. And then he, by the way, <laughs> I'm in the business of booking guests. I, like, I do a show where I book all the guests. I am the booker. And I would never say to someone, let's shoot for this day and then not check back in for the entire time. That's and then fair. an hour before That's be like, fair. Hey, you want to jump on at this time? I'm like, wait, what? Like what happened to <laughs> let's shoot to me? Let's shoot is not lock in this. Just, you know, oh, Ariel, just so you don't I... have this situation now. I, cause I felt so bad. Cause I'm a Jewish person who has a ton of Jewish guilt. I <laughs> rearranged things to just, you know, be a man of my word here. But, uh, can we also talk about the time where no one actually told me I was showing up and you guys tweeted that I <laughs> that was we coming, coming on later out. today? That okay, was awesome. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you yeah. right now. That was all me. We yeah. had you booked. Because remember, we had you booked. I did not see the note that you were you were sick. So I just responded like, hey, let's pump this thing up. We got Ariel coming on. Listen, I don't want to be a real mensch here, but oh. I know <laughs> that Michael is, he has a lot of talent. Messaging on social media sometimes gets a little confusing. I stay out of it now. Um, you should ask Tamara I, Lane to do that for you. Tamara, she is, Tamara so, is uh, oh, a Tamara. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. We don't really know. (laughs) Nobody knows, really. No, Tamara is a sweetheart. She she's going to help us out a lot to make things better in the future. So these things don't happen. She actually does. Thank you for moving your calendar around. She sets all the calendar invites. She does a killer job. Now I I didn't get a calendar invite. Bro, this that's was true. Yeah, this, this was before. Uh, I got a DM. Hey, here's <laughs> the Zoom link. Are you coming hey, on? Hey, you coming, bro? <laughs> Ariel, can I ask you one question? Because this has been so fantastic. I know you've got precious little time. You have an interview. And again, this is, I'm even less knowledgeable. I can't even give you a last name. There's a big UFC fighter. I think he's a heavyweight who you did an interview with. And things got a little intimidating. Like he started, I don't want to say pushing around, but almost bullying you. Can you, do you know what I'm talking about when I'm, 
Uh, well, he wasn't hair? a heavyweight. Uh, he was a light heavyweight. A uh, guy named Quentin Rampage Jackson. Are you talking oh, about yes. that? He's, he's a Tennessee guy. That's isn't he? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memphis okay. guy. Yep. Are you guys what in Memphis? What was the story there? Uh, Nashville. 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 Okay. Who, our our Summer... studio was maybe twenty minutes north. Yeah. SummerSlam coming to Nashville this year. Did you guys know that? It's going to the Bridgestone. I did see that. Oh, no! I think it's actually going to the the Bridgestone is where the Predators play, right? Yeah. I think this oh, isn't is like a. It's in a football stadium. Oh, oh, wait. oh, well, no. Bridgestone is not where the Predators play. They play. Yes, it is. What's the one? Oh, Nissan Stadium. Nissan. Uh, it's yeah. Nissan, where the yeah, Titans yeah. play. Are you guys? Re- are you guys actually from Nashville? I mean, <laughs> even I know where the Predators play, and you I mean, don't. He was born and raised there. I have no. There's no excuse. Why? I is grew up in theater, so hockey is. I hear Smashville. I see the yellow. Flag oh, I love to go to a Predators game. I was on the Jumbotron three times last time I went. It was a lot of right. fun. But re- honestly, though, Eric, just a little show history. Jesse, that is the shtick on the show. I have been into sports my whole life and a big card fan and card collector. Jesse is not a sports fan at all. He's come around. But I want to know more, and I'm trying to bring in the wider oh. audience. Wait, so yeah, what he, are you doing on a sports card show? I'm asking the questions that everybody else wants to know. Exactly. That all the new talent out there that wants to learn oh, about I how see. to make okay. money. I like this. it. I like it. Yeah. Ariel's um, quickly fading. He's like, he's like, I don't know what's oh, happening. God. We're good. Wait, so what was in the initial show? question? I forget. Rampage. Now. Oh, yeah. Rampage. The, yes. te- was that real? Did that almost yeah, actually it was happen? Real. It was, this was back in 2009, 2010. Uh, and he, uh, you know, it was it was real, but it was also kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We have a good relationship. There was a period where he actually really despised me, and it got a little uh, tense between us. Wow. But um, this was very early on in my career, and I'm I'm thankful for those moments. I guess people liked the way I handled myself in those moments. I did. Uh, I thought that's when I saw that. I was like, I definitely want him to come on just because he wow. seems like a really you cool guy. That's when you showed him a clip DM. Of me, and you were like, <laughs> him well, DM. I said, if he's gotten any cooler since then, he's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Can we hit you with a couple rapid fire questions? Sure. Would that be okay? We had a bunch of fans. Who, I don't know if you know this. People like you. That's so, weird, but it's yeah, true. I mean, that's yeah. fine. I'm on the fence. However, a lot of people said, hey, Ariel, we said, hey, Ariel's coming on today. Drop your question. You got to go rapid with this. Okay. The man doesn't have much. Can we have you for like another six minutes? Sure, sure. I mean, you okay. originally said, you know, it's like, you, no, 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 that's true. We, the we, man holds a no, grudge. No, no, this no, is no. the, no, no, no. This no, is no, the, no, don't you dare say anything. This is the Jewish don't guilt he's the, talking yeah, about. Yeah, he is 100%. now, he is now projecting it on me. By the way, it's actually way worse than this. I'm just being nice because we just, you know, met each other. No, Dude, we friends, should let him go. Do you need to go, Ariel? It's fine. Because this is a good cutting off point. By the way, I'm part of the Ringer family too. Why I do you think we reached out to you? The only reason this happened is I texted Bill. I said, hey, can we get Ariel? He says, yep, I'll text somebody. That's it. And, and then we just I, you know what? I don't believe this story for one second. Anyway, <laughs> precious time is uh, ticking away. All right, away. precious little time. All right, fine. Bro. Um, actually, somebody already knew you were an Expo fan. Christopher Duff asks, Ariel's a former Expos fan. Former, I don't know about that. So maybe you can go deep on Marquise Grissom, Grissom oh, yeah. and Larry Walker. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Go team. Oh, that, read the UFC questions. That's wait, a, wait. That's Marquise a... Grissom and Larry Walker were part sure. of the greatest the team ever. 1994, they were in first place. Six strike. games up on the Bay on the Braves. August 12th, 1994, the strike hits. They were going to go to the World Series. They were going to go to the playoffs for the first time in my life. And I never got to see them go to the playoffs. Strike hits. World Series canceled for the first time uh, up until that point and has never happened since. And then that off season, they had to sell off some players. Larry Walker was a free agent. He went to Colorado. Marquise Grissom went to the Braves and ended up catching the final out in the 95 World Series. So yes, these are the guys that I grew up with. Awesome. Okay. All UFC from Did this point out. that impress you? Were you impressed by I, that? I actually was very impressed, but I didn't want to make a scene because I know time is limited. Listen. Brad Allen asks, uh, does Dana White still hate your guts? Wow. Uh, no. I actually, we actually just went for lunch two days ago. He had go. the soup, the uh, Manhattan clam chowder. I'm more of a, you know, I'm more of a New England clam chowder. So he had the red, I had the white. That's why I'll he works the white. Yep. That's why he works for the Ringer, New England. Okay. Um. All right. So John Bourne. I actually hate up. all New England teams with a passion. Oh, that's so hey, good. Most people do hate winners. I understand. <laughs> actually, uh, I and- that playoff game go Bills Patriots. See, that was <laughs> tremendous. See, I, I'll be honest with you. I am spineless. I'm a Bucks fan. I grew up with Brady. Soon as oh, Brady get, went to Tampa, get the f- oh my god! You're actually the definition of the fan that I hate the most right now. Yes, the, yes, attack. This <laughs> I'm so happy for Tommy. I'm so happy that he did it. Meanwhile, he went around, stabbed you guys in the back, and then goes to the other team. Doesn't even say goodbye to you guys properly. Egomaniac who retires, unretires, retires, unretires. Doesn't wow. say thank you. This and that. 
the freaking worst. And then to see all the Patriots fans just pretty much disown the team, jump on the bandwagon when he wins. He doesn't like you guys. He doesn't live <laughs> he doesn't in even Massachusetts. Like you, bro. His wife doesn't lo- like New England, That's never true. liked New England. And you guys claiming the Bucks as your own is one of the most pathetic things that I've ever seen. I don't disagree with the thing you've said. It's pathetic. It's I absolutely no, pathetic. I, I would have be ashamed. no shame in it. Man, Patriots, that was so Patriots, fun. I still, I still enjoy, still follow. So, so if he would have gone to the Dolphins, you'd be a Dolphins fan? Yep. I'm He's a Tom still Bra- planning on it. Here, here's the difference, though. Tom Brady literally has set up my entire life as I know it now. I invested all of my money in Tom Brady cards years ago because he was my favorite guy ever. And the football card market over the last, let's call it, eight to ten years has gone up 50x. I was just like, I'm so, and I, I loved him. Anyways, he is really all, I mean, I knew Drew Bledsoe growing up, but the team was never that good aside from the one outlier Super Bowl. We just, yeah, huge. I, I, and I moved to Nashville 15 years ago, so it was tough to watch the Pats games. Anyways, I tried to stick up around with the Titans because they were local. And as soon as Tommy left, I was like, man, this is not the team I grew up with anymore at all. There was almost nobody left. So yes, Bucks for me, number one, Patriots, number two. If he left the team this year, I would have gone wherever he went. Totally Whack. spineless. Why? I make no. Ariel, I'm his least type of fan. So least favorite fan. <laughs> least favorite host. Two for two, buddy. Read the next question. I hope that you come back one day. I don't. After that comment, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't care for him. No, I I'm love, on Team Rampage. I love Ariel. Um, Andrew <laughs> Andrew Nickel is Patty the Batty Pimblet, the next McGregor type. Tons of swagger, and the fight is back. Uh, oh, and has the fight to back it up, or is that not a fair comparison at the moment? Uh, I don't think he's as good as Connor was at this point in his career. Could he get there? Maybe. But right now, I think Connor was a little more advanced and fought tougher competition. So Patty's an interesting example. He is one where his stock is so high yeah. because of the hype, the charisma, all that. A lot of guys are actually fearful. Like maybe it's time to sell out of this kid because maybe his, you know, in cage performers can't live up to that. Yeah. Hype. I don't think the ceiling is as high as Connor's. Okay. Uh, Min Vong says, with the rumor that Sean O'Malley will be facing his first legit competitor yet with Pedro uh, Munoz, Munoz, uh, do you think he has a shot at beating him and getting into sure. the top 10 rankings? 1,000%. And I don't agree with the assessment that he hasn't fought legit talent. In fact, the guy Marlon Vera that I told you about has a win over Sean O'Malley. People forget that. Um, but yes, yeah, I man. actually think he's going to win. And, uh, I think this talk that he is not good enough or not worthy of top 10 will go away come uh, July 2nd when that fight happens. Another fan favorite, by the way. All right, yes, one last people question. Love Sugar Sean. Uh, one last question. Andrew Nickel, which UFC fighter right now has the largest social media reach? With cards being tied to hype for athletes, which UFC fighter has the hype machine from social media behind him or her? Well, I think it would have to be Connor. Connor That's has what I to, saw, yeah. Yeah. Connor, oh. Connor's up Colin, there. Khabib, oh, yeah. Khabib is up there. Khabib Nurmagomedov, although he mm-hmm. retired, but I still feel like he kind of counts. They still have cards with him. Uh, Hamzad is getting up there. Uh, people love him. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Izzy Israel Adesanya has a big following. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, Max Holloway, Francis Ngannou, and you can't forget about John Jones. He hasn't fought in two years, but a lot of people still consider him the uh, the goat. So, and I, I know he has a few million on uh, on Instagram and Twitter, but no one has anything near Connor. I mean, I don't know what Connor has right now, but it's got to be in like the 15, 20 million, right? Well, even if you've never even heard of the sport, people know who Connor McGregor yeah, is. You I almost like. know who he was. Yeah, so, I yeah. almost did. Um, Fun fact, if you ever run into Jorge Masvidal in the future oh, yeah, and you're trying to get an interview, just talk about cards. He's a big card guy. He owns a, a couple a, card shops. Yeah. Doesn't he have, have like some sort of card like YouTube channel or something? Breakers? Yeah, he does, yep, he does some breaking. He's got a card shop. He was super into it. Why do people it? call uh, it breaking, I, by the way? It's just a term we use. So just breaking open packs. That's kind of where it came from. Breaking open like boxes. I used to just say like, I'd open a pack. Like, why can't yeah. it just be... Oh. Openers. I don't make the rules. Openers. I just try to live by them. I know that if anyone's doing it, they're doing it on Card Shop Live app, though. That's a fact. Plug. So plug. Saturday, by the way, big event Saturday. What's anything that like jumps off the page? Like, hey, this could upset. This could be an upset, or this the result of this fight yeah. will really propel somebody. Uh, there's three really big fights on the card. The main event is a great one: Charles Oliveira against Justin Gaethje, 155 pounds. Gaethje 
has been around for a while, never won the belt. So this would be huge for him and his stock in your world uh, if he's able to win the belt. Rose Namajunas is in the co-main event. She's one of the most popular fighters in the sport. Uh, she's fighting someone who actually beat her in 2014 named Carla Esparza. So I think if she can you know, write that wrong, it would be a really big deal. And Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler are fighting. Uh, Chandler, actually a Nashville guy. Uh, two very popular fighters. Uh, one guy kind of going up, Chandler. One guy kind of going down. They're meeting in the middle. That's Ferguson. Bit of a crossroads fight, if you will, for Ferguson. If he can win, he will skyrocket. He was very popular for many years. He's on a losing streak now. So I'd say those are the top three fights to look at. Nice. Hey, thank you so much for the time, Ariel. I know we we planned poorly. We insulted you multiple times during executed, the interview. Executed poorly. Under yeah. average. It was, it was a real it was a real trifecta of uh, of, of disrespect. I mean, I have to sure. stare at a Tom Brady picture all this. I like John Morant. Respect to John Morant. <laughs> Respect to the Grizzlies, formerly the Vancouver Grizzlies. Um, three big country. I remember. Sure. Yeah, Chris. yeah, yeah. Sharif Abdurrahim, Mike yep. Bibby. Uh, so but, uh, no, thank you for having me. I'm glad we were able to do this, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, I, I like I subs I subscribe to the Substack. So the Substack that you it. didn't even know existed. This is interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that? the name Substack. I forgot. All right. All right, Ariel. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please come back. Maybe See goodbye. See you guys. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. And it's that easy to do an interview, guys. It's I didn't so know he was good. in the cards. That threw me <laughs> off in a pleasant way. So, very I cool. still maintain that UFC is too violent and I don't subscribe to it, but he was an absolute pleasure to talk to. Yeah, I'm not here because I enjoy that. I, I, yeah, it's just not for me. There's certain sports I do enjoy, certain I don't. That's one I, I particularly don't, but the card market is growing. Do you know there's an actual sport of pillow fighting now? No, but the card market for UFC <laughs> is certainly growing, and we do get questions each and every week, and we've had that, which I think is a fair criticism. Hey, you guys stick to basketball, baseball, whatever, too much. There's which F1 is the next one. We're going to have a, an expert on to talk F1 cards in the next couple of weeks. Jeremy Lee is joining us on Monday to talk all things hockey. So we're hockey UFC. We are trying to expand. It's never going to be the focus, but I do think there are times we need to talk about things, even sports we don't particularly follow. We'll have Jason Flynn back to talk soccer. So and um, Jason Flynn talked to F1 while you were out that day. Which oh, that's true. People got a little taste of. So, yeah. So I'm glad to see he. Uh, yeah. Glad to see that, that we're kind of expanding a little bit. Um, Couple quick just playoff notes because we are going to talk a little bit of NBA because we're in the middle of the playoffs. There's been some interesting movement. The Celtics absolutely dominated the Bucs a couple days ago. It's funny though, the amount of social chatter and even on ESPN and people whining about how this team is not in the same league as the Bucs. Then they come out and dominate the Bucs. Tatum prices are lower now than they've been since the middle of that net The better series. he does, the worse his price. Well, he, he spiked high after the Nets. It was a big thing. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, these they don't deserve to be on the court with the Bucks. Uh, I'm back to my hold. I was hoping they would spike again after that win, and I was like, you know what? Maybe now's the time to sell. Like, I've got a bunch of Tatum. I've got the Robert Williams I talked about. I'm, I'm holding. I want to see what happens is- in this series. I really am, am very curious now. As to what happens in the next couple of games. I'm just curious what's going on with Booker pricing as well, because Devin he did Booker. the same thing. Like they won yep. and his pricing went down. Yeah, Devin Booker's another guy. If you look at his index on Card Ladder, which mm-hmm. by the way, you can get the Card Ladder membership through our website. If you look at Booker pricing on the index, talk about a guy who fell when every when the whole market came came down eight, ten months ago mm-hmm. and has just never regained any steam. And despite being as good as he is, I'm not sure what people expect out of him in the hobby to move the needle. It's almost like you know, a first round, a, an unbelievable regular season, 
a first round victory. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're up two zero on the Mavs. I have to imagine they're going to beat Luca and the Mavs. So, like, at what point does his stuff start to move? I yeah, mean, his pricing over the last month the change is essentially flat. Tatum at least is up nine percent over the last month. Right. But yeah, it's just weird. I don't understand what was going on there. Um, I, we Morant, gotta ta- though, we got to talk about Ja. I mean, they almost won Game One with his layup. Game two, he puts up 47. I mean, he was unbelievable. He's pretty good. Oh, he's ridiculous. Um, yep. Let's book him. So he was, let's book him. Uh, he, coming on? he was 2000, or I'm sorry, $203 is what his PSA 10 uh, base 2019 prism is selling for as of a couple of days ago before this last win. As of the win, it's now up to 238, uh, just about $240. So a nice little jump for him, especially because his stuff really has not crossed that 240 mark in the last month or so. So yeah, he's, uh, he's in high for the month. I, th- what do you think? Do you think it's just one of those, if you think he's going to keep going and invest or no, that's where we're at with this season of stuff. Like, and I, I don't see a ton of downside with Ja though. Say they get beaten six by golden state. I don't think there's some massive drop there. I actually think he's a relatively safe buy, more upside than down. Um, even Tatum, because I think after this season, again, say they lose in six to the Bucks, but he plays well. I think the kind of sentiment around Tatum is, yeah, this dude could potentially be a top five guy in the league going forward. You know, maybe the year after, next year or or the year after. Um, and Booker's a guy though. It just scares me with Booker because he's played so well and he's. He's such a young dude. Like, I just don't understand all those guys are. I'm just shocked that the hobby hasn't responded better to him than they have. But, you know, it is what it is. If he wins this series, I think that'll certainly help. And I I think the West is wide open anyways at this point. So So as far as the series goes, uh, as it stands right now, there are Miami and uh, Philly. Who do you think are winning there? So Miami's up 2-0. That, yep. that series is done. I mean, Embiid, You don't have any chance for Philly. Embiid may be coming back to, to Game 3. I haven't heard definitively yet. Mm-hmm. If that happens, great. One thing is apparent. James Harden is no longer a top-tier talent in the league. I, he looks, Something's falling off, yeah. He looks brutal. And Embiid has done this every year. I hate to say it because he, he is as talented as anybody in the game when he's on, but he is never reliable to be on the court in the postseason. It's it's sad. So, so then I think my I think that's a win for Miami. Yeah, you know, I think Miami and Phoenix. I just don't see either one of those two blowing a yeah. two game lead. The other two are wide open. Golden State, Memphis is going to be an awesome series to watch, and I hope the Bucks Celtics is is this competitive going forward, like back and forth. Of all of these games, I think the Golden State Memphis games are going to be the most fun to watch. Both of them were so close. Because on the Boston, I know you're going to love the oh, they Celtics were both game, but so yeah, they're both the blowouts. first game was a blow too. The Golden State Memphis series has been close both games. Yeah, and if you did, well, Memphis is Steph the Steph is doing so well, and Jaws playing like the it, it is just fun to watch, even if you're not a sports fan. Yeah, and Memphis is the hobby darling right now. Like, if that team wins this series, Morant stuff is going to go crazy. Desmond Bain, who's been relatively quiet, if he's on a team going to the Western Conference Finals, that stuff's going to move. You know, Triple J is a guy I did not think we'd be talking about having any hobby relevance. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for that sleeper guy, we saw it the other day, he can go off for 35 occasionally. I would love to see Memphis win, not only because I like him, but I just think it'd be great for the hobby. So there you okay. go. There's your NBA update moment, whatever. I think we have a few non-UFC related questions if you want to hit mailbag. Yeah, let's do it. Don't be done. I don't want to be in this room anymore. <laughs> we were having such a positive moment, fine. Mike. Come on. Turn such it back a around. Great day. Uh, mailbag. Let's go to Ethan Shinky. Ethan wants to know. Best QBs to add for next season. Mike, you were spot on with Tatum. So who would be your Tatum pick for the NFL QBs? Thanks. Love the show. Oh, so Tatum pick. So we're talking about a guy who's already good. Who's going to make that really, really make that next step. Um, That's a good question. I think there's a couple interesting, weird enough. And I know I've been talking about him for a while. You just added Tyreek Hill for Tua. I think that's a huge addition. And even bigger than that is Devante Adams with Derek Carr. I mean, that's a top five receiver in football going to a team that was already in the playoffs last year. I think that's very, very interesting. And neither one of their markets are crazy high right now. The other guy is Jalen Hurts that we talked about. I mean, you already have a good slash crazy, you know, deep threat receiver in Devontae Smith. Now you add A.J. Brown, who's a Pro Bowl guy, probably top, again, top five, top eight receiver in football. I think the future looks bright for those three guys. Jalen especially, by the way. Keith Chandler from the Facebook. At what price range of a raw card would you send to PSA over SGC for 90s modern in modern stuff? Start getting to like the 
250 range, two, 200 to $300 range raw, I, I start thinking PSA, depending on the disparity in price. Um, anything under that, I'm going SGC just because of the quick turnaround. Like even the stuff we got in today, I'm glad we have it back because I can sell this base, the basketball stuff that I wanted to sell. I get it back so fast and it's for half the price that even though it's not selling as high as PSA, I don't care because it's here. I can make it liquid. I can go faster with it. So 200, 250 is that range. I started looking at PSA. Uh, let's see. Hayes Chandler Hudson wants to know. I don't know. Nope. Three names. They're out. <laughs> Bunch of Are assassins. They, what do you yeah, want me to do? That's so funny that we both thought this. <laughs> Sorry. Thing. Guys that's what they're shoot. known for. All right. This is from another guy just named Hayes Hudson. <laughs> Double H. Why don't card companies put the name of the parallel on the back of the card? That thank you, Hayes. I agree. We just That's filmed a, a thing at the car uh, Nash Cards today, yep. and I'm like, "What? Car, what is this? What variation is well, this? I don't on. know." The you name. had a great question. Okay. Let me just Stop. just because and you had well intentions. Jesse holds up a card to me and Chris, the owner of Nash Cards. He goes. What color would you say this is? <laughs> Everything's like, like a. I was like, just in general, that's a red. Same as the <laughs> same as when a light is the color you stop at. Looks red to me. That's it, a valid point. Some things are called um, different things. I didn't know. You know, I actually don't hate that idea. I've never thought of that. But if you just put that like at the very bottom, that's in small all print, I want. Do you know how many more people would get into the hobby because then they would actually feel like, oh, I don't feel like an idiot because I'm looking at this card and I have no idea what I'm looking at. That's a that's actually not not the worst idea. Panini, it's, Jason, listen to this. Especially <laughs> when you talk about things like, you know, mosaic or this fast break mosaic. There's this different color. When we did our mosaic rep in here, even I didn't know. I was like, is this yellow and yes. black? Oh, no, it's gold and black. Oh, no, it's a gold black fusion. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. This is assassin this a name? just made just killed, a game change he just killed in the that hobby. I, he just killed that idea. <laughs> See what I did there? A couple more. Good. Let's get out that of here. That was really solid. Uh, um, we're, we got to say something to Panini. Cole Benz, if they'll take our calls. What do you think the trade package looked like when George suggested to <laughs> Mr. Steinbrenner <laughs> that the Yankees could get Griffey and Bonds God. and they wouldn't have to give up very much? You know, they really wouldn't have to give up all that much. <laughs> that is a great episode. Yep. Uh, you know what? It's funnier now, now that I can appreciate what that actually meant because they're such good players. So. Sports. Sports boy. Um... Don Getters, the John Morant slash Young Dolph card going insane again. Now the time without yep. question to sell high. Yes. Do you know who Young Dolph is? He's a was he, he like a hip hop? Okay. I think there is literally just a card where he is featured right behind Jack because he's sitting. And for whatever reason, the cards have spiked. Yeah, I, keep I, I don't. That I just don't think that's a sustainable market. I would absolutely sell now if they're high. I don't know where they're at, but if you're telling me they're high, get. I mean, yes. Sell. Go run. Uh, James Robles, do you know anything about the younger brothers of the superstars that are coming up? Any good investments? Acuna brothers, um, Lou, Louis Angel and Brian or Tatis little brother, Elijah. Yeah. I mean, they're all, especially the Acuna guys. I, I believe one is his brother. I thought the, I thought Luis Angel was his cousin, but maybe they are both his little brothers, both talented prospects and both with quite a bit of hype. By the way, James Robles is the teacher from that school in Texas. I went live with yesterday and ripped for those kids. Oh, James, dude. It was actually pretty awesome. This one kid yesterday was fifth graders, Woodridge Elementary. James went live. We had we did an Instagram live and I was like, hey, I, 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 got, a, I got some packs and boxes I want to give away. This one kid named Jimmy, I rip his pack for him out of draft picked, uh, prism draft picks he hits a stained glass Scotty Barnes that's worth two fifty to three hundred, and then a Josh Giddy auto out of one pack. I was like, Jimmy, <laughs> you just won yourself five hundred bucks. So if you're um, looking for somebody to pick on at that school and like take something from, wait till Jimmy gets to the car. Maybe Jimmy could donate one of those cards, and Absolutely they could get not. a little better Wi-Fi down there because okay. that was just long, dude. Rough. What is wrong? With you? I just wanted to see it, and I just it was hard to watch it. So it's hard to listen to you. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, Brad Becker. What is the SGC announcement? No. I actually kind of talked about this on something recently, but I'm not going to tell you unless you go and listen to no, Collectibles don't listen Podcast. To so, uh, Richie Liv- mm-hmm. Liveret, who do you think are most underrated? Uh, oh, this is an aerial question. Sorry, Richie. You had your chance. You lost it. Um, One more. Jacob Roosh. Yep. Uh, oh, this is not. Okay. I'm going to just read it. Jesse, you strike me as a dad joke kind of guy, correct? Can you hit us with one? One that will make Mike groan loudly. Um, how can you tell the difference between a snowman and a snow woman? Snow. It's 
pasta. You can't say that. <laughs> I didn't say it. What is wrong with it's you? It's not a real. It's not real dirty. It's just uh, maybe not a. Where's the bleep button? Clean it up. All right. All right. That's the show. That's your dad joke. You didn't even get the punchline. Here's the thing. It's not. It, I'm the worst person to tell jokes to. Jesse knows <laughs> I have a strict policy. I do not offer sympathy laughs. No, so, you got to really believe in yourself right, if you're telling him a joke. We're gonna wrap this up officially. So if you are not part of uh, yes, this is a whole show. We're just pumping up this other rap. It's true. We're you know we're total we're sellouts. People. Whatever. I would tell you this. We're giving away like fifteen to $20,000 worth of singles and wax starting Friday night. So tomorrow night, three words. It's in the app stores, Card Shop Live, all live selling, live selling platform. You can you know buy, sell, trade, a bunch of stuff. We have a bunch of sellers on there already. Uh, me and Jesse are giving away a ton of, especially NBA and NFL boxes. We'll be doing some breaks on there. We're going to have that UFC watch along thing with a couple other guys who are actually into that sport so they can talk about that. Cage the lawyer from uh, Luca, Luca Tiger, Tiger Braun. Braun. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of our big soft launch as opposed to the hard launch June 1st. I don't and know the difference. Let so. me preface for anybody who's listening outside of the U.S. and Canada, unfortunately, is not available there not yet, yet. Yep. but it will be soon. So there you go. Sports cards nonsense. Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We will be back on Monday for the regular show with Jeremy Lee to talk some hockey. That's the sport they play on ice. Love hockey. Let's do it. See you then.